Hello friends and welcome to the Bible and the Newspaper podcast. This is where we seek to offer space for thought. We will seek to find illustrations of the teaching of God's word from global news headlines. Often with the hustle and bustle of life we give a hasty look as best we can, we catch a headline but we ignore the detail and the details of the report. The result is that we miss the harvest of lessons and teachable moments. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. Thank you for hanging in there. If I were to give a, a title to this episode, title would be are you ready for the seasons the season of storms are you ready for storm season are you ready for the personal storms in your life have you made preparations for them well it's hurricane season here in the United States and all the authorities are seized with preparing for the storm season. So as we begin the podcast, I am going to now venture to share with you a news article about the preparations being made for hurricane season. And um, we will see how these preparations illustrate the biblical principles and give us the tools, the biblical tools, to prepare for life's storms. It's not if you'll have a storm, it's when. And we're right back. Today I'm, we're going to look at a, a story, a news report published in the, the South Florida Sun Sentinel. The date of the story is May 9, 2020. And it's entitled, South Florida Prepares for Unique Hurricane Season. The article begins off by saying that if Florida experiences the misfortune of a hurricane on top of an epidemic this year, the encounter will be like, will be unlike any previous confrontation with powerful storms. The article says, well, if you lose power, it may take longer for power to come back. If your house is damaged, the in-person insurance adjuster could be replaced by a phone app that will allow your insurance company photos that will allow you to send your insurance company photos of the damage and at shelters workers at the storm shelters workers will be conducting health screenings and temperature checks it also highlights the fact that previous hurricane seasons have arrived during 
other times of national crisis. Hurricanes struck during World War II. A Category 3 hurricane hit southwestern Louisiana in the summer of 1918. The year Spanish flu began, but before the disease's deadly second wave in the fall of that year. One of the strongest hurricanes on record hit the Florida Keys in the middle of the Great Depression. And that hurricane destroyed the railroad through the Keys and it killed more than 400 people. Hurricane season is slated to run from June 1 to November 30. And the article also highlights recommendations of items that should be in a family's supply kits and outlines the procedures at the National Hurricane Center's bunker-like headquarters outside Miami. Ken Graham, the director of the National Hurricane Center, is recorded to have said in an, in, in an interview for the article that this hurricane season is different. But at the same time, he thinks that with early planning and early preparedness, the affected populations can do a lot. Residents are warned that if power is knocked out, when power is knocked out, even though the company, the Florida Power and Light Company, has improved its ability to turn lights back on, this particular year, there could be a longer wait. There are challenges that the electric company or the, the power company faces. Number one, because the, the company has instituted social distancing procedures requiring personal protection equipment, sanitation procedures and separate travel by employers, first challenge is that it, that could slow down repair operations. And then also the company expects, I want to understand the language here folks, the company expects difficulties in recruiting the brigades of out-of-state repair crews that had previously allowed the company to restore power fast. A spokesman for the company says, how are we going to amass the kind of out-of-state crews? Are they going to be able to travel to the state? What happens if when they get to the state and they're not healthy? Um, what, what then happens? In addition to the, the hurricane shelters, these are refuges of last resort for people without any options. Um, these shelters are normally designated uh, public schools. What happens if those shelters are overrun by people that don't have any options? And so in the planning phase, the Federal Emergency Management Agency is thinking about replacing or supplementing the public schools with hotel rooms. And because buses, public transport, the buses that will carry people fleeing the evacuation zones um, could be overwhelmed. They also are thinking of replacing them or adding to them 
the ride-sharing services such as Uber. And then the article addresses the supplies that it advises people to put together in preparation for the hurricane season. And it recommends to the residents who are going to who are in the eye of the storm, in the path of the storm, it recommends that during the next during this hurricane season you, you need to be putting supplies together and you need to do you need to start doing so extra early considering the spotty availability of basic household products and it recommends extra hand sanitizer cleaning supplies and at least two cloth face coverings per person Consideration is also being given for how many people can be put into a storm shelter and how the various counties in the state of Florida are assuring their residents that they will not be packed into these storm shelters like sardines. They're being assured, the residents are being assured that it will be safe to go to a storm shelter. Hurricane scares have become seasonal events for South Florida, which has in the past narrowly escaped direct hits from a series of powerful storms. South Florida has had a lot of close scrapes with potentially catastrophic hurricanes over the last several seasons. If you go all the way back to Hurricane Matthew, certainly Irma, and then Dorian. It's just a reminder that in South Florida, the people there are always at risk. And South Florida as a region is always vulnerable to, to the type of impact from a Category 4 or Category 5 hurricane that can cause catastrophic damage. There's a lot of preparations taking place ahead of the hurricane season here. A lot of thought has gone into the process of getting residents, getting people prepared for hurricane season, updating supply lists, setting expectations as to when electricity will be supplied if the the electricity supply delivery system is impacted, assuring Residents, calming fears and anxieties of the safety of going to hurricane shelters. All this is part of the preparations. And what is key in this particular story is that residents, whether or not you're in a hurricane, you're in an area that is affected by hurricanes, the universal message is that there must be early preparations made for a, 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 a catastrophic event like a hurricane, like a tornado. What preparations ought we as Christians to be making for the personal storms, the personal hurricanes? What does this news report illustrate? What illustration 
can be drawn from this new news report that applies to biblical principles? What do we need to be doing as individuals who are more than likely in our lifetimes, more than likely to face a personal storm? And if preparations are so elaborate and so detailed for the physical storms, for the hurricanes and the tornadoes as we live here on earth, and what preparations are we making for those personal storms? So we we will be right back to make the connection that this news report illustrates. Make that connection what God's word says we must do to be ready for a storm. And we will be right back. And we're right back. And one of the points I'd like to make in the transition to the biblical principles is the preparations for hurricane season right here in the United States are taking place amid the amid in the same period as the COVID-19 pandemic. This is what makes this storm so the hurricane season so unique. Because the impact of the COVID-19 will affect the experience of those in the hurricane's path. And this experience is affected across the board from the recommended items in the family supply kits to procedures at the National Hurricane Center's bunker-like headquarters outside Miami. Early forecasts call for an above-average season. The season runs from June 1 to June, to June 1 to November 30, which means there is an increased chance of a landfall in Florida during a time of illness, economic hardship, and social distancing. So this year's hurricane season is presenting immense challenges. And even if we look back at history, there is some comfort that hurricanes have arrived during other times of national crisis. Like I suggested during World War II, during the Spanish flu pandemic, during the Great Depression. And doesn't this speak to the reality of our lives that that crisis upon crisis, storm upon storm, pop up one after the other, sometimes pop up in the midst of another storm we might be going through. And have you heard the expression or ever said said this, that when it rains, it pours? Yet again, what are we doing to prepare for our personal crisis? What are we doing to prepare for our personal crisis? 
during the normal activities of life and in today's world there are, there are many things to worry about political unrest social unrest increasing natural disasters economic recessions or depressions and more there are also more personal more individual issues that we face like the loss of a child or a loved one infidelity in our relationships and marriage chronic health issues job loss mental health issues and the list can go on and on but what are the what are some of the practical ways we can prepare for the storms of life is there something that we can do should do must do to prepare for the storms of life does the bible give us any indication of what ought to be done in preparation for life storms and so we're going to share some simple ways like gathering hurricane supplies or supplies just before the stay at home restrictions were imposed simple ways that we can prepare for the storms of tomorrow we'll be right back with a bible verse stay with us i want you to reach out for your bible Turn with me to the book of Psalms, Psalms 107. Psalms 107 verse 29. In fact, let's begin with verse 28. Psalm 107:28. It reads, "Then they cried un- out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress." He hushed the storms to a gentle whisper so that the waves of the sea were still. The author of the book of Psalms it appears is reaching and pointing to an incident that we are all familiar with. And that incident incident that I want to make a connection to on this podcast is in Matthew 8. Matthew 8 verses 23 to 27 a familiar story. And I want you to turn in your Bibles right there and I'll read it for those that are listening to the podcast while they are driving or perhaps you're at work and you have your headphones in. I'll read it so that you don't have to break your momentum. Matthew 8 23 to 
the story of Jesus and the disciples in the boat when he got into the boat his disciples followed him and suddenly a violent storm arose on the sea so that the boat was being covered by the waves but Jesus was sleeping and the disciples went and woke him saying lord save us we are going to die and he said to them why are you afraid you men of little faith then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea and there was at once a great and wonderful calm a perfect peacefulness the men wondered in amazement saying what kind of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him there's some interesting principles here violent storms freak storms in our lives come upon us sometimes unannounced in hurricane season uh, the weather uh, forecasters are able to tell uh, when the storm and the hurricanes begin to develop offshore on the sea and are able to project their path and give ample warning or forewarning of their of their possible landfall check it check their the, the course of these storms they're able to do these days right down to the mile or the 10th mile and so many times there's warnings given of storms that are coming but then what happens when the storm just suddenly suddenly comes on you you just get a call and say that says a loved one has passed away you've lost your child or you discover that your partner is being unfaithful to you or after a routine medical or physical examination by your doctor you get a call out of the blue that some results came back and the results are a little concerning and you get a chronic health diagnosis or you show up at work and you handed a pink slip you you told that you've been laid off and no fault of your own the company just doesn't need your services any longer and here you have planned your life around your salary and most people are just a paycheck away from bankruptcy an accident away from homelessness all of a sudden you've lost your job some of these storms come upon us so suddenly and they're often violent to our existence they turn our worlds upside down they cause us to be to be afraid to become anxious to become helpless and we are almost paralyzed by the enormity of the consequences of these storms that just violently blow through our lives and turn our peaceful existence into chaos and upheaval but the disciples after the brief moment of anxiety realized and recognized that Jesus was on board and i don't know what led them to ask him the question don't you care that we're going to die can't you see that we in a storm that 
threatens our lives and then they said, Lord, save us. We're going to die. You know, many times in the storms of life, our own prognosis is that we're not going to make it. And it's okay if, like the disciples, we go to Jesus and say, Lord, don't you care that we're going to perish? Don't you care that we're going to be homeless? Don't you care that our, my family is going to go without food if I lose my job? Don't you care, uh, Lord, that I'm gonna, I have a chronic health condition and I, I really don't want to, to die <laughs> because many of us are afraid of death and leave young families or... Lord, don't you care? Don't you see that a divorce, it will be devastating and it will break the family and break the hearts of the children and disappoint our family members. Lord, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus' response was, Hey, you people of little faith. Why are you so anxious? Why are you afraid? Why... Are you imagining doom and gloom? And Jesus just goes out and says to the winds, Be still. And to the surging waves, Calm down. Take your place. The Bible writer describes that there was Perfect peacefulness. If like the disciples during our personal storms, we recognize that Jesus is on board life's ship with us, we should prepare to go to him almost immediately. But here are simple ways, like gathering hurricane supplies that we can prepare for the storms of tomorrow. The first way is study the Word of God. Study the Word. We need to study what the Bible says about trials and suffering. Why do they exist? How should we respond? How does God use suffering in our lives? We also need to study what scripture teaches about God, who he is and his character. It makes a big difference whether we believe God is out to get us or whether we believe that he is holy, righteous and good in all that he does. Master, carest thou not that we perish? Don't you care that we're going to die? The second thing that we can do to prepare for the storms of tomorrow is affirm God's sovereignty. What we believe about God's sovereignty plays a significant role in how we face struggle, storms and suffering. Do you and I believe that he is in absolute control over everything that happens? Do we trust that he will use all things, even our struggle, our storms, our suffering for our good and his glory. How can we trust in and find hope in his sovereignty? Master, carest thou not that we perish? Don't we know that he is a God that is, when he steps in, 
is bound to amaze us in the storms of our lives. The other thing that we can do is memorize scripture. We need to, you need to, I need to learn and memorize verses that point to the truth about suffering and the trials of life. We can memorize passages on God's promises toward us. The hope we have in Christ and how God uses suffering in our lives for our transformation and his glory. In the book of Romans, Romans 8. Romans 8. Verse 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed in us and in us. Huh? I consider from the standpoint of your faith, the faith that the Lord can help you develop and preserve. You can consider from the standpoint of your faith that the sufferings of the present life, the struggles, the storms, the trials of the present life are not worthy to be compared with what the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. The disciples, when the winds and the waves were hushed, were amazed. What kind of man is this that he commands the winds and the waves and the winds and the waves obey his command? They were amazed. When we go through the storms of life, when we go through those sudden storms, and as we prepare to go through the storms of tomorrow, let us be prepared to be amazed. From the standpoint of our faith, count our trials of no consequence at all. To the glory that is to be revealed to us. In the same chapter, Romans 8, verse 28. And we know, and we should know, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. For those whom he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and ultimately share in his complete sanctification so that he would be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored among many believers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified, declared free from the guilt of sin. And those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity. Oh, friends, all things work together for good. My mother taught me to memorize that scripture. All things work together for good for them that are called according to his purpose. 
all things work together for good. Identify the Bible verses and promises that you can memorize and in times of storm and crisis, memorize and recite those verses to you to reaffirm your faith. And then another thing that we can do is pray. You and I need to develop an active prayer life. During the calm seasons of life, we need to grow in prayer and learn to turn to God for all things. And remember, the active phrase here is during the calm seasons of life. We need to grow in prayer and learn to turn to God for all things. The more we trust and rely on God in prayer, the more we will utilize prayer during the trials of life. In a crisis, we tend to do things by instinct. Prayer should be instinctual, like breathing. And then we should also learn to affirm our faith with praise. Whether we've traveled safely through the storm or are still in it, God delights in hearing our thanksgiving and pray and praise. Paul, the apostle Paul who had been beaten, shipwrecked and imprisoned, knew this principle well. That is why he encourages encourages each of us to always petition God with thanksgiving. Philippians 4 verse 6. Doing so reminds us of the goodness of God and strengthens our faith. Thankfulness, affirming our faith with praise. And then keep showing up. Large feats begin and end with small steps. I think of Noah as he built the massive ark. That massive ark was built one piece of chiseled wood at a time. Every day that we are faithful in small ways, we are opening the door for God to do something incredible that we, that we cannot. We must take the concrete actions that only we can do to see our situation through. Large feats, great victories, begin and end with small steps. And then lastly, we got to believe in miracles, folks. Sometimes we hope for a miracle and it doesn't happen. But sometimes we hope for a miracle and it does. I recently spoke to a friend who is now free from terminal lung cancer. I remember he had tearfully prayed and we had tearfully prayed for for, for him together. He underwent a clinical trial successfully and his recovery is nothing short of a miracle. My good friend, listen to me. Take the limits off of God. Open the door for him to work. Noah, who built the ark, was willing to risk everything. And when he did so, God saved his family and kept them through the storm. Well, here I am hoping that 
I've been able to give somebody some encouragement. And thank you for listening to this episode. My prayer for you in the coming week is that as you go through life, you begin every day to make preparations for the storms of your life. If you're going through a storm, hold to the promises of God. Look with expectation for His hand to reveal His glory, to to see you through. So if you're in the storm, God's in it with you. Just call on Him. He cares for you. If you're anxious about a storm that is to come, if you're anxious about whether you'll be able to put food on your table, if you're anxious about your children's future, if you're anxious about society as a whole, the political and social turmoil that we are going through, if you're anxious about anything at all, remember God can work and will work for you and on your behalf. All we've got to do is reaffirm our faith. All we've got to do is raise our voices in praise to Him. Thank Him amidst our storm for all that He is doing for you. And let's learn not to expect the worst, but to expect a miracle. God bless you. As you reflect upon your preparations for the storm. Until the next time. Hello everyone, this is Ralph and thank you for listening to this episode of the Bible and the newspaper podcast. Remember to share the link to the podcast with your family and friends. And I said to you the last at the end of the last episode that I'll, I was working on getting us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, Facebook and Twitter up and live. On Facebook, just search for the Bible and the newspaper newspaper the bible and the newspaper on facebook and the bible and the newspaper on twitter also we this podcast thank the lord and thank you for your support and your listenership we're now on our podcast can be found on google podcasts can be found on breaker can be found on radio public can be found on spotify and right here on anchor so search for us Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Anchor, and share the podcast. And remember, go over to Facebook, like our page. In time, I'll be broadcasting the recording of the podcast live, so you not only can get the podcast as an audio file, but you'll also be able to have some film, some video. But that's in time to come. Keep praying. And also... Share the page. Share the podcast. Thank you for listening. God bless you.